0: Welcome to Taking Control of Your Financial Life podcast, providing the simple answers to the complex questions asked about your financial future. Let's get you the answers you need about retirement, investing, asset planning, and the current market. Here's your host, Julian Rubenstein. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Taking Control of Your Financial Life. My name is Julian Rubenstein, and I'm the host of your show. I'm also the president of American Asset Management, a registered investment advisor located in Boca Raton, Florida. I'm very excited about today's show as we are fortunate to have Evan Turk, the principal of EW Turk Law Firm, and he's also up counsel for the Picklin Law Group as our guest today. So please join me in welcoming Evan. Hello, Evan. Hello. How are you? Great. Thank you very much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us. I'm really excited about sharing your knowledge and experience in your part of the law because I don't think many people get to meet with someone like yourself very often. Uh, so with that said why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your practice
1: my background's in finance i practice law in what i call wealth management which incorporates my background in understanding financial strategies and what i do for my clients is i look at their whole picture and try to diagnose where their vulnerabilities are, whether it's creditor issues or family structures. I try to reduce their liability. The first one and the easiest one and the lowest hanging fruit is their tax implications. I try to work with all of their professionals, whomever they may be, whether it's their CPA or their financial advisor and create a concise overall plan that not only is actionable, but understandable. And what I try to do is decipher what is noise versus what is actionable and try to help our clients pragmatically in a way that makes sense for them and their families.
0: Okay. Um, When did you uh, start your practice? You know, when did you go out on your own?
1: I started out, I guess, before I even was a lawyer, I was in finance. I was a series seven financial advisor and my own financial company during law school. I went at night to law school and I ran my own. I was a principal in my own financial company. Upon graduation, I sold it. I worked for a year working in advanced insurance strategies with the uber wealthy uh, about a year or a year and a half. And I decided to uh, go out on my own. I'm admitted to practice in front of uh, the United States tax court. I'm also admitted to practice with uh, within the state of Florida, as well as New Jersey and um, I have been doing this since uh, about 2008 now it's been a little while
0: you joined just as the great financial crisis started
1: I got to be a part of it I got to see it and uh, what's interesting is that I got to be a part of some interesting things it's almost as if some people knew it was gonna happen before it happened and uh, it was funny funny how it worked
0: we both lived through it. So when people got nervous this year, do you know with the stock market and inflation, and I said, If we can live through oh we can live through anything. And it was yeah. it was so funny how people said, No, this time is different. And I'm saying, No, this yeah. time is inflation. That time the entire financial system was about to crumble. <laughs> that exactly. was different. This is just noise. And I hope our listeners exactly. realize that.
1: Um, yeah, it's it's stressful because when you're looking at your um, financial statements—it's um, an emotional uh, piece. So you don't get your real estate value every single month, but you get your financial value every month. Right. So you Absolutely. just look at it from a different perspective because it's in front of you, whereas other assets uh, are not. Especially when you own a uh, real estate.
0: And it's—it's all—it's so interesting, right? And just like you said, you don't look at your house value yet when you go to sell it. It's always high, most always higher than when you paid for it. It's the same thing with a stock. If you hold on to it long enough, it always goes up in value. just have to be patient.
1: Exactly. And diversified.
0: And diversified, sure. Absolutely. What is something that you, uh, what's the most important thing you share with your clients? Is there one like go-to piece of advice you always give them?
1: The one go-to piece of advice is to understand. One of the things that I really need to understand is what their family structure is. And um, most people try to protect their wealth, but they don't realize that their biggest vulnerabilities lie within their own family structure, whether it's divorce or children that um, may have some issues or concerns. And um, so I guess the answer is understanding family, first and foremost, is the most valuable piece of information that I can gather from my clients, and it is the foundation of what we do in our plans. Whether my clients have families with grandchildren, great-grandchildren, or no children whatsoever, the foundation lies in where they're going with their family involved. It's the biggest asset that they have. It's also the biggest liability, family.
0: Interesting. What would you say is the biggest mistake many people do that's hard to undo?
1: Uh, Marriage. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. But the reality is when you do asset protection, you know a lot of people, what they do is they put money um assets into their names jointly with their spouse, and then their spouse uh, ends up filing for divorce and um all of a sudden, a big percentage of one's wealth is now gone because they showed to the courts and according to just about every jurisdiction out there, that they meant those assets to be joint assets. And once they become joint assets, they're hard to unwind. So a lot of clients who are seeking asset protection, what they're doing is making themselves more more vulnerable. Um, that's the biggest one. Um, The other one is uh, just setting up assets uh, individually in your name, rather than whether you use a asset protection trust or a limited liability company structure, just becoming vulnerable in a world that's highly litigious. And when you have um, an economy that is potentially going towards a recession, lawsuits uh, happen exponentially. So looking at how your assets are titled and who they're titled with is by far unequivocally the most important thing that I do.
0: So I assume let's start with someone who's on a second marriage. So they already have some, some assets put away. You're you're saying a mistake they do is they get married a second time and they immediately put all these assets jointly and get themselves in trouble.
1: Well, the first mistake they do is they enter the marriage without a a prenuptial agreement and um, most of the times if done correctly a prenuptial agreement is there to protect not only one party but both parties um so i assume that about 90 percent of people enter marriage at least my clients without a prenuptial so the next thing that they do is that out of love and for all the right reasons uh emotionally they share their wealth with their significant other and um they open joint bank accounts um, they add their names to other assets and they do for you know for what i said love and unfortunately um you know things change people get divorced and especially if somebody's been divorced once the chance of them getting divorced a second time is exponentially higher. So it's not the most romantic thing to do um, is planning against, you know, the person that you love the most. But it's the most essential because more likely than not, that's if there's a problem, that's where it's going to stem from.
0: Now, are prenups being upheld in the state of Florida right now?
1: absolutely as long as you have fair disclosure and you're doing it without undue influence duress you know in other words you know as long as both parties are entering it and knowing what they're entering into i mean it becomes problematic where you know a day before your wedding you sign into a prenuptial agreement because you're told that if you don't sign this prenup we're not getting married tomorrow those are the ones that become problematic but I'm also doing a lot of postnuptial agreements, people who are having issues with their uh, relationships, and they realize that they want to stay together. But if they don't, they don't want to go through the uh, nightmare uh, of having to deal with uh, you know litigation and divorce. And it's, it's, it's still one of the worst, if not the worst things that you can go through, not only a lawsuit, but a lawsuit with somebody that one time you loved. And sometimes people still love them. And they're going through divorce because it's against their wishes. And now they're not only losing their their, their significant other, but they're losing a majority of half, of the, if not more, of their assets.
0: Yeah, you know, I haven't gone through divorce, I think what you said, a post nuptial when things are getting rocky probably is good because cooler heads will prevail and less emotions are in the room. So probably both sides get a better outcome. That's a good point.
1: Exactly. You know, people want to know, you know, I just dealt with this recently. Somebody uh, wanted to know and it wasn't a money thing. It was just they wanted to say and show to their their spouse, hey, I do love you. This is what I think you should be entitled to in, in case that we can't work this out. But let's try to work this out, but not have the risk and the anxiety that's associated with it of knowing that if it doesn't work out, we are now entering a world of uh pain litigation and the only ones who really profit from them profit from this are the attorneys and one thing i do not understand is that there's these family law attorneys that love 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 to instigate they love to tell their client that you're entitled to more let's fight 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 at the end of the day the only one who's really winning is the attorney
0: I agree with you in fact um, having gone through a prenup it's amazing how even when both parties agree the lawyers try to you know cause trouble to create billing to create more work it's really a shame you're absolutely right
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's sad and um the way the law works i mean they've made big strides in working in a situation where you can have a uh, collaborative divorce is what they call it and it's a great great idea. but in reality very few people are taking advantage of it i think it's the attorneys really don't want to be in that space because they're going to uh, lose a gigantic revenue model for themselves
0: right now putting asset protection aside for the moment um, if someone sets up just a Florida LLC, does that help them in divorce at all to, to shield their assets? It
1: depends. And uh, that's your typical lawyer answer. It depends. It's the facts and circumstances. But yes, it can. If it's set up correctly, in many ways, it can. And in many ways, I set it up for various reasons, including that.
0: Right. Now, I guess for younger people first starting out when it comes to you know asset protection, they're both starting out. There's really nothing you can do other than a prenup, correct?
1: No, setting up an LLC structure, um, not co-mingling assets, um, having a good accountant, taking, you know, making great and a bookkeeper, making sure that um, money is accounted for. Because a lot of times people take money outside of their LLC structure. And they put it into their own personal account and they don't account for it as a loan, an advancement of some sort, or they don't write off their taxes properly. And they're not using uh, you know, the fullest extent of the law and what they're entitled to. Um, you know, a lot of our clients have cars that are written off on the business, but it has to be done correctly. And if it's not, it becomes an easily it becomes a marital asset.
0: So I thought, though, um, for someone who's working, all the income is marital assets that you can't segregate.
1: That it depends on what your income is. If you have an LLC and you have or a partnership or a corporation, sometimes it may make sense to have a, a, a C corporation. Um, you know, to separate business assets, business assets, business income, retained earnings versus personal income.
0: Got it. That's very interesting. Um,
1: And another thing is, I'm sorry, go ahead, please. (laughs) No, I was going to say another thing is um, people don't realize when they fill out mortgage applications, credit card applications, they're making a public record of what their income is and it can be used against them later. So, you know, especially in entrepreneurs, that becomes a big risk.
0: Interesting. Um, What would you say is your unique approach with your clients that sets you apart from other firms in this space?
1: My background's in finance first. So one of the things I realized is that a lot of the tax mitigation strategies, as an example, uh, can be derived from the financial plan. And, um, understanding the financial strategy. A lot of my peers, they like to set up trust, whether it's revocable, irrevocable, offshore asset protection trusts, and they can generate a large legal fees and make you look very sophisticated. But at the end of the day, most of the time, if you understand, uh, you know, work with the financial advisor, understand the underlying financial strategy, trusts and um, fancy trusts, you know, become more problematic than beneficial
0: got it what do you wish you knew when you started that you know now
1: I think um when you're younger as an attorney you want to prove how smart you are and you create the most incredible legal documents but nobody understands it it's kind of like um best uh, analogy I can give you right now is think about buying a car 10 years ago you wouldn't need a um, a lesson on how to use the car. There's no computer system, operating system. If you want to put the air conditioning on, what do you do? You press the button that says AC. Nowadays, the cars are so sophisticated. Just to get the heated seats, you have to hit like 18 things, options on the computer panel. And I think that sometimes as we get more sophisticated, we forget that, you know, that, that saying, keep it simple, stupid, kiss. You know, and I think uh, I've learned that over and over again that the best strategy is the one your clients understand, rather than having them have to trust you that you know what that you're doing. <laughs> because most of the time, the mistake is not in the plan; it's the implementation of the plan.
0: Yeah, I think for people like you and us, myself, we forget that people don't understand what we're saying sometimes. We take it for granted. Mm-hmm. I find it to slow down, like just you know, with interest rates finally rising. Uh, We now buy money markets, but most of my younger clients have no idea what that is. (laughs) They don't even know what interest income is, and it's not their fault because for the last 20 years, you didn't earn interest. So, you know, I take it for granted. I've had to educate them all on why we're using a money market and how it has no risk.
1: Yeah, there's these two letters called CD. CD is now uh, people... It's funny because an older generation thought of them as compact disks, and now the new generation's never heard of them as compact disks or certificates of deposit. What is this? You mean the bank will give you a higher interest rate and it's insured? Right,
0: absolutely. Well, is there anything um, else you'd like to discuss that we haven't covered? Yeah, what
1: I do, uh, I think that makes it different. I think it's for your audience. It would be helpful for them to understand is that sound planning is not a process where you need to sell them a specific trust or overall investment. It's about taking the time to understand who your clients are and how you really can be of value. And what we do differently is that um, we really are bespoke to understanding exactly what our clients' needs are and including the family as much as possible because there are tremendous tax benefits if you include the family, as well as you encourage the family to do um, the right thing. Yesterday, for example, you know, for my uh, practice, we do for our clients, we we host a uh, a tailgate event at Polo, and it's a beautiful event, and I encourage people to bring their children. And you'll see children working for some families and other children who are on their iPads and on, on their electronic components. And when you include a a, a strategy that incorporates the family, you now the family is working for a purpose rather than entitled to receive. And I feel like. That is my favorite thing to do in my area is to basically increase everyone's happiness by encouraging families to work together as a business rather than as a uh, an entitlement structure where the children, whether they're age 5 or 55, think that they're entitled because from day one, the parents are just giving them stuff. What I do, I have a 10-year-old, or now she's 11, and a 9-year-old And what I try to do is have them work with me, for me, and uh, get a better understanding of the family structure because they're not learning this in school. And if you want an entrepreneurial spirit, you have to teach them young rather than assuming that they're going to figure this out when they're older. And um, so that's the one bit of advice I tell everybody, really include your family so that you're teaching him how to fish instead of giving him fish.
0: That's great advice, absolutely. I love that line, very good line. Well, Evan, I've learned a lot today and I'm sure the audience did the same and I really wanna thank you and I look forward to having you as a guest in the future.
1: Oh, thank you, it was my pleasure. I enjoyed the time, thank you again.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Taking Control of Your Financial Life. For more information about today's topics, Please visit or check the show notes for more important information and links. Share, rate, and review this show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.